Hello friends, this is Oluwashino Akonde from Lagos, Nigeria, and you're listening to the Faith Culture Podcast. On today's episode, we're discussing staying rooted in Christ, all that you need to know. Um, this conversation is um, important because uh, we have lots of church folks, a lot of Christians, you know, who are gradually neglecting the Word of God. You know, the Word of God they have been taught, and um, now their faith seems to, um, to have become weakened due to carelessness. And you know, the Bible tells us in Colossians 2, verse 7, it says, Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. On the show today is a teacher, speaker, writer, worshiper, podcaster, Pastor Donna Williams. And she's going to be helping us to, you know, to look into this topic and um, give us some. Um, you know, tips on how to stay rooted in Christ, what it means to be rooted in Christ, and all that you need to know. Guys, uh, welcome to the show with me, Pastor Donna Williams, all the way from California. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to um, dive into this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait, actually. I can't wait, I can't wait. You know, and a good place to begin this conversation is, um, you know, is to really share with us your salvation experience briefly. Um, how did you I- I was a church girl, meaning I've been in church all my life. I knew the the ins and outs of working in church. But until my pastor husband began to teach, um, he went into his first pastorate and began to teach the basics of what it meant to be a follower of Christ, I realized though I had been in the church, I had not been in Christ. And the Hmm. more I heard the word being taught and the more I Uh, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me the truth of the gospel. It was in that moment, and I was in my early 30s, it was in that moment that I knew what I needed to do was get rid of the church girl uh, personality and persona and to follow Christ. And so I came to Christ in my early 30s after years, all of my life in church. But it was the word of God, it was the gospel that that, uh, pulled me in and made me realize I had been doing a lot of work, but I had not invested in Christ. So yeah, it was, I was, um, as people say, very grown when I came to Jesus and I came to Jesus through the word of God and through the gospel. Wow, you know, uh, I mean, thank, thanks for letting us into your, into your God experience. And there are lots of folks who, uh, you know, sort of um, are in the church, but are not in Christ. And there's a yes. real difference, you know, in being, uh, you know, being a part of the church, but then you are not a part of, you know, uh, you don't have a relationship with Christ. Really. Right. Thanks a lot for that. Okay, so now going into the conversation um, today, the conversation we have before us, um, staying rooted in Christ. Um, Pastor Donna, what does it really mean to be rooted in Christ? To me, to be rooted in Christ is to stay connected to him, to uh, acknowledge my dependence on him, that without him I am nothing, without him I can do nothing, that I can create all kinds of things and label it follower of Christ and label it Christian, but it is of my own devices. Going back to that 30 years of not being in Christ, It is of my own making. It is of my own doing. To be rooted in Christ is to acknowledge that I am solely dependent on him. In John 15, he talks about the vine and the branches. I get my nourishment. I get my strength. I get all that I need to bear good fruit from from him. Without him, I am of no benefit at all. 
Hmm. Without him, I'm of no benefit at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, what we are talking, I mean, these are, you, these are strong words, you know, connected to Christ, you know, yes. uh, solely dependent, um, you know, on Christ, you know, for nourishment. Uh, if you are not connected to Christ, there's no way you can be nourished. There's no way you can have a, a flourishing Christian life. Am I correct? Yes. Um, it, it, we we create a Christ of our own hmm. when we are not connected to him. We create him in our image hmm. because that's, you know, that's the only connection we have is the image of him. We don't have the relationship with him. And so we begin to create him in our own image. We take his words and we manipulate them to what it means for us because quite frankly, I believe the Holy Spirit is convicting us if we have said that Jesus is Lord, when it comes to being saved, then I believe the Holy Spirit, there is conviction, meaning he causes us to see the error of our ways. But because we are so caught up in doing it our way, that yeah. we we think we are strong. But that's why so many, uh, many believers, when the storms of life come, they can't stand. When the circumstances and trouble shows up, they 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 break they they don't bend they don't sway because of connection to christ they bend and they break because they they don't have that that sure connection with him their connection is uh in crisis then they're crying out to him but when there's no crisis there's no christ focus mm. there's no christ focus mm. I mean, these are deep stuff you shared, Pastor Donna. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is really deep stuff. But but then, uh, if I'm going to ask this question, you know, there's someone listening to this podcast, and and he, he or she doesn't want to be confused, and uh -huh. he or she he or she is asking, uh, okay, how can I tell that I'm rooted in Christ, right? Okay, so oh. what are the things I need to look out for? Yeah, okay. I mean, you start, yeah. I believe you started mentioning some of those things already. Right. When, when, when you are not, you are not waiting until you are in crisis, you know, to, you know, to reach out to Christ. Right. You know. Right. I mean, but what, what, what other things can someone well, look at? Yeah. It begins if, as I shared my story about thirty years old, and yeah. having a relationship with Christ. It begins with acknowledging that Jesus is Lord. Scripture says, if you agree with God that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So it begins yeah. there. That is that that is where uh, the 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 connection begins. But it doesn't stop there. Just to to declare, I am saved. I have I have said yes to Jesus. Does not mean that's where I stay. The mm. first thing, the first call from Jesus, once we say yes that he's Lord, meaning he has the authority to rule over my life. Yeah, but I'm human. I'm really not caring about absolute authority over me yet. That is the call because he calls us, number one, to deny ourselves. Yeah. That it is no longer about what I want. It's about what he wants. Where does he want me to go? What does he want me to say? So it begins with self-denial. Now, I may not have a clue at that point how yeah. to deny myself when it comes to to staying following jesus there was a story i heard years ago that is probably a legend more than truth or fact but it is about in the ancient days where the disciples meaning the learners would follow the master the teacher 
Yeah. In those times, streets weren't paved. And so they would follow the master and they would follow him so closely that they would kick up dust. The master would kick up dust. And the dust that the master kicked up would land on the disciples. And mm. so the question has to be, am I, am I following the master so close <laughs> that his dust is landing on me? Meaning that what he's calling me to, what he's teaching me, is is landing on me and i am changed because of my following him that closely the psalmist says my soul follows hard after god i have to to keep my focus on him and say okay i need to learn from you i need to know you and know knowing you defines your call for me your mission for me as as a, a follower of Christ as a believer but also specifically his purpose for me so I'm right on his heels if you can imagine that right mm -hmm. on his heels like a little girl in a grocery store following her mom with the buggy the cart and yeah. she's so close to her mom that she keeps running on her heel running over her heels she's that close to her and we kind of have to see ourselves as being that close to Christ when I come to Christ I have no knowledge of him mm -hmm. Mm. at all even if I've been in church all my life I really have no knowledge of him I have what I think I know about him but I don't have that intimate connection with him and so it begins with me denying myself and saying okay I'm just going to to trust his call and follow him well how do I follow him well number one by diving into his word into God's word I get to know him the way he wants me to know him as he reveals himself to me not what i think or what others tell me this is what he's like but what he says to me out of his word so i deny myself then i get into his word right then that takes denial too because yeah. we are busy you talked about me being busy and i'm i'm pretty sure you're busy as well yeah. and, and we get so busy that we're like oh yeah i'll get to it or i'll give I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put it on my my uh, calendar, or I'll I'll make sure that I spend some time, or I'll listen to some audio, or I'll I'll connect with some Bible study. But I'm so busy that even though I'm taking it in, I'm not digesting it, which oh. means I'm not meditating on it. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. I'm just taking it in, but it is not nourishing me because I'm not thinking on it. I'm not, you know. Uh, just med meditate the word one word is the image of a cow chewing its cud you know chewing whatever it is chewing grass or something and yeah. then swallowing it and then um, bringing it back up okay. and chewing on it some more that's what meditating is so I deny myself again his word I meditate and I talk to him if you love somebody you talk to them you, spend time you communicate you yeah. spend time with them And yeah. so all of those things come in to make to to build that strong connection with Christ, that intimacy that He is calling us to, to get to know Him, because He wants us to follow the example He has left for us. But it will take some effort on my part. It's not some mystical happening that descends <laughs> on me, <laughs> and suddenly I have it. I will not have it if I'm not intentional 
about the denial, about the the study, the meditation, and the prayer. Uh, all know, of those components. Yes. Yeah, sure. You know, but I mean, it's, you know, it's all the things you've lifted. As you said, it takes a lot of effort. You know, but then, you know, how do you just oppose this with the fact that a lot of people say we're in the dispensation of grace? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, uh -oh. yeah, grace is grace. And yes, this is a time for grace. Uh, but then it's always been a time for grace, even in the Old Testament, when we all only saw um, images of Christ. We didn't see Jesus himself in the Old Testament, but we saw him uh, in through things that happen and through visitations and through uh, workings in the Old Testament. Grace was always in place. However, grace was tied to practice, if we want to use it. In fact, grace, it, it, grace was more the law. You know, if you look at the law, the law was not gracious. <laughs> the law said, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. If you don't do this, do this, do this, do this, then these are the consequences. All right, so what the law was, was the mirror that we look into and say, oh, I can't do that. I I, I can't, that, I, I know what it's calling for me to do, but when I look into the mirror, I see I can't do it. I can't do it. So the law was pointing the, towards the need for grace, right? The law was pointing towards the need for grace and the need for grace, that, un, that kindness, from God, that unmerited favor from God says, yeah. yes, I will give you this, but there is an expectation. Oh. This is the time of grace, yes, but the expectation is because of the grace that I have extended towards you, that you in turn will submit to my authority. You will follow me. Yeah. Um, he he says, you know, he's put in us those things that he wants to get out of us. He oh. he works in us both to will and and to do, you know, yeah. both to desire and to do his good pleasure. Yeah. So it's a it's about making God look good. That's what I I say. You know, I don't have some deep theological phrase for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My goal when I think about glorifying God. The whole idea is to make God look good, period, in every aspect of my life, to make him look good. And mm. I, and that, that has to be uppermost in my mind every day when I get up, that I don't say, I don't take his grace for granted and say, well, you know, God knows my heart. That takes me right back to Jeremiah who says, yeah, the heart is deceitful and wicked. Who can know it? God knows it. So this God knows my heart, which is something we say over here in the States. I don't know if you say that yeah, in Nigeria. <laughs> God knows my heart. Yes, he does. So what's going on in your heart when it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus? So dispensational grace, wonderful. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your unmerited favor, meaning in this time, the door to connect with God is open. That's oh. what the dispensational grace is about. It's not about, this again is my own personal perspective. It's not about once I say yes to Jesus, now I'm free to just kind of fritter away the time until um, the trumpet sounds and the Lord descends and we're caught up to meet him in the air. Yeah. He's calling me to a work. 
And mm. I must be focused on him and rooted in him in order to be effective for whatever that work is Absolutely. as his follower. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thanks for that clarity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so, um, I mean, it, it's getting more interesting, but then I'm conscious of time. All right, so let's um, take it a, a little bit, um, you know, deeper. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there is, um, I'm just going to imagine someone listening to this podcast and um, mm-hmm. says, and then he or she is saying that, okay, um, can't I just be okay, you know, um, you know, just mm-hmm. be that Christian? And why do I have to do all of this? I mean, but I, I mean, what would be the disadvantage, you know, to not being rooted in Christ? Okay, you know? and, that and, is such. And what would be the benefits, you know, to being rooted in Christ? Can you just like help us, you know, find out that? Thank you. That is such a great question. And okay, number one, why do I need to do this? I go to Revelation three twenty, where uh, the churches. Everybody's being complimented. You're doing this and you're doing that. Then he gets to this church that is uh, lackluster and they're not really interested in doing the things. And Jesus knocks at the door. He said, I'm knocking at your door and here's what I want. I want to come in so that you get to know me, so that you build an intimate relationship with me, that you would learn who I am. It is up to us to say, okay, that's what I want. But when we say, yes, that's what I want, then he says, if you abide, if you continue in me, stay rooted in me, and my word continue in you, meaning you are constantly taking in and studying, constantly meaning as you schedule it, not 24-7, but our mind is always stayed on, on Jesus, then you can ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. There are always um, conditions and rewards. There's Mm. a condition, and then there's the consequence. If you meet the condition, then there is the consequence. He says, you continue in me, my word continue in you, that's a condition. Then the consequence is, you can ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. Mm. That, that, knowing that Jesus hears me and responds to me is predicated on my knowing Jesus as he wants to be known and I am constantly in pursuit of knowing him, of staying rooted to him. And the other benefit is not bear good fruit. Love, Hmm. joy, peace, long-suffering. All of those things, that's good fruit that I bear that impacts not only my life, but the lives of everyone around me. I become the magnet for those who have no hope, who are struggling, and they see what I have, and they want to know, what is it that you have? I become the beneficiary of God's love and his grace that he has said, I can do it all, but it's according to the power that works in you. The abilities he's given me to follow him and to trust him with every aspect of my life. I won't be tossed and turned. Scripture says I won't be like that double-minded man that's tossed and turned and just can't quite figure out which way to go. There may be moments I don't have this specific answer, but I know that God is leading me as shepherd. He's watching over me as the one who protects me. 
he is he is there he sees me my name's on his hand i'm the apple of his eye and i can get up every morning smiling knowing when i say to daddy abba father when i say to daddy what shall we do today where are we headed today he will give me the direction i need so the benefit is for me that i am healthy i am well and i am not disturbed by all that's going on around me because oh. i trust my father to take care of me splendid all right thanks a lot uh, pastor donna <laughs> and uh, yeah so this is going to sound this is going to be more like um, you know us trying to offer help to someone out there who is saying that okay um i, I have a brother I have a sister who, who who is who is in the church or you know they don't seem to be rooted in Christ how what role can i play in their life how can i help them to get rooted okay. yeah there is a saying about be the change you want to see be the follower of Christ you want your brother your sister to see let them see the difference jesus makes in you we often spend a lot of time trying to pound the bible into people to convince them Con- conviction is not mine conviction is the holy spirit all Absolutely. i can do is live the life before them see if i'm salt and i'm i'm if i'm salt and light that i by following christ being rooted in christ will make them thirsty for what i have will make them realize i'm i have a light they don't have and they will come to me wanting to know you have something i don't know what it is i can't put my my finger on it but i see you in this world where everyone else is talking about do it this way do it that way no that's not right you have no faith because you're doing it that way but i don't see you running around another saying country saying like a chicken with its head cut off i see you stable and grounded and and not not all over the place what is it you have and how can i get it live christ before them the, the same be the bible be the only bible people read right mm. they may not know the word there are some people that know the word and yet they you know they're going their own way to do their own thing but there are others even in the church who are floundering those outside of the church when i say the church i mean the body of christ yeah. they are wondering where is the answer when you live that answer before them build a friendship with them so that the doors can open for you to have the conversation yeah. don't come in beating them upside the head with the bible because pounding on people only makes them harder it doesn't soften them but just yeah. being christ being the light of christ in their everyday lives and and exhibiting that fruit that love that joy that peace that long suffering that that um stable mindedness then they will want they will be thirsty for it and they will see you are the light in darkness so be who you say you are before them not so much with the words but with the life hmm oh. not so much with the words but with the life <laughs> yes I mean, yes that's, that's just the truth uh okay so uh, donna we actually like um wrapping up with this and i just yes. want to um, have you say your final words on this conversation uh to our listeners out there 
Thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. And, and really, it is one that should be ongoing um, within the church as well, within people who are rooted with Christ. But what I want to say to those who are wondering, who are wishing, who are hoping, Jesus loves you, loves you beyond your imagination, wants only what's best for you. He is calling. He is drawing. He is saying, I am yours. Step towards me and I will draw near to you. Draw near to me. I will draw near to you. You will get to know me and you will thrive. You will flourish. You will bear great fruit, not for you, but for the kingdom of God. Jesus loves you. Dare to trust him. He's waiting for you. Thank you so much, Pastor Donald. Can we please stay with us? Yes, How absolutely. Those who are listening to us as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Father, we do come before you in the name of Jesus. We're just grateful, Lord, for your grace, that unmerited favor that allows us to move from one season to the next, to get to know you better and better, step by step. Lord, we don't always get it right. There are times when we flounder. And yes, Lord, because maybe we have not been taught, maybe we have not heard it, Father, but your call is to us. Not because you want to make us little soldiers, but because you love us. And that love started long before Jesus came into the world. You began to put into place the plan that, number one, we would no longer be subject to death, eternal separation from you, but that we would have a way back to you. And now that we have a way back, now that we have found our way back, now that we have knelt at Calvary, Lord, Hear our hearts, O oh God. Reveal to us the power of your truth in our lives. And Father, we want to be created in the words you have given us to get to us, what you reveal to us, the convictions. But more than that, thank you for your love that did not and will not let us go. We love you, Father. We bless your name. And we lift it up now in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Donna. Amen. You don't know what you've done tonight. Um, today you've really, you know, um, lift up um, burden from the hearts of people. You've really brought exposition to this conversation. And I'm sure a lot of persons have been inspired by all that you've shared today. Thank you so much. God bless you, Brother Sheena. I so appreciate the opportunity to speak. And I want everyone to know, I don't know you by name. I don't know you by face. I've never <laughs> stepped foot on the continent of Nigeria, though a large percentage of my DNA is Nigerian. I want yeah. you to know that I'm praying for you all. Thank you so much. We really God love bless that. you. We really love that. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining the conversation today. And I really um, believe that you've been truly blessed. If you are new to the show, I'm so really glad that you found us. Please remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't get to miss new episodes. Um, new episode drops every um, week, um, Tuesday. And if you have been listening for a while now, I just want to say thank you as well. And if you love what you're hearing, I have a request. Uh, would you support this podcast? Uh, it's very simple, actually. Just um, you can start by um, you know sharing this um, podcast with someone. You can do a review if you're listening on the Apple podcast. You can, uh, you know, this review just helps us to know um, how well we're doing, right? 
um, you can as well um, recommend this podcast to someone as well. Um, thank you so much. Thanks once again, everyone, for listening. And I really want to appreciate God for this opportunity. And I thank Pastor um, Donna Williams for really coming on this um, podcast on that short notice. Um, may God bless her powerfully. And if you have um, inquiries about this podcast or you have questions or anything, please do not hesitate to send the mail to me at faithculture01 at gmail.com. Faithculture01 at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Until I come your way next time, stay rooted in Christ. Bye for now.